0: Welcome to TESO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breeland, and I am
1: Erica Leek. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody.
0: I'm Erica Leek. And I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: This is our podcast, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadows of Resistance. And some of you may have joined us before, you know that in this podcast, we really look to discuss issues that prevent us from being socially just and free. And the goal here is to disrupt the status quo of racial inequality and inequity. That's really like baked in the systems. Mm -hmm. So each episode will challenge us all to be the change that we want to see. So, what's our topic for today? (laughs) Well, our topic for
0: today is, is affirmative action a thing of
1: the past? Hmm. That's a good question. You know, there's a lot happening right now Mm -hmm. in the area of affirmative action and you know, there's a lot of, um, and then I think there has been some divisiveness, but I think yes. affirmative action is adding to this polarized um, society that we find ourselves um, living in. And so I guess we really need to wrestle with this. Like, mm-hmm. is affirmative action a thing of the past? So when we say affirmative action, what do we actually mean?
0: Um, well, we're, we're looking at um, where organizations or institutions of higher learning and um, you know, government agencies and, and um, other organizations uh, have an obligation to ensure that they have diverse staff. Um, and by diversity, we're not just talking about people of color, yeah. we're also talking about diversity in gender mm-hmm. um, and, um, you know, marginalized groups. And it's really important that organizations have, um, you know, create opportunities for everyone to be able to have Equal access to um, to employment or to higher ed or um, or what, whatever the situation typically mm-hmm. employment or oftentimes employment, mm-hmm. um, but we know that this this issue of affirmative action um, tends to be an issue in the education space, and there are even some challenges going before the Supreme Court and. While I am not an expert by any means on affirmative action and there's a lot that I can read about it, um, I know that, um, you know, it's an area of contention mm-hmm. for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular article that that we um, looked at that was looking at a, a, a school in Virginia. Mm-hmm. It was a high school, but more like a... Um, not a private school, but like a special a science school, oh, like okay. a magnet mm-hmm. type of school, and you know there was a, a case that um, you know the school was looking to diversify the um, population of students that were accepted. Mm-hmm. They were very they're highly highly selective mm-hmm. in who they accept into their school, and they'd had somewhere like maybe upwards of like seventy percent Asian students. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that did not reflect the diversity of the community, and so they were looking to change that and um, make it more um, equitable, if you will, mm-hmm. and um, so that there's, there's more proportionality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, the, um, many of the Asian families felt harmed mm-hmm. that they, you know, because that meant that less of their students were going to be mm. selected because they were bringing in more Latino students, more black students, and more white students. Mm. In fact, there was a small percentage of white students oh. that were attending yeah. the school as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, mm. at this point, the, um, I guess the Court of Appeals that they they um, went to, basically is allowing them to be able to make that change. Yeah. But it has caused quite a bit of controversy. And I know that in the Supreme Court, there are some higher ed issues with, um, you know, a a couple of universities um, specifically addressing whether or not affirmative action should still be in place in terms of who they accept into their university. Mm -hmm. So that's a really, you know, tough and controversial topic. Um, Oftentimes when black people are in certain positions, especially positions of leadership, there's an assumption that they were just hired just because they were black rather than um, being hired because of the the quality that they bring Mm -hmm. and and here's the thing it's not supposed to be that um, it's supposed to be that you're considering the individual um, the diverse individual who has similar qualities and qualifications so it's not that you're um, you're not supposed you know it's really tricky you know Mm -hmm. in terms of how how it's uh, determined, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's not so tricky at all, but mm-hmm. um, really ultimately there needs to be intentionality yeah. around the selection process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that um, that gets to be really controversial because there are those who believe that it's a form of reverse discrimination. Yes, sir. Um, others believe that it's not necessary at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the black community there's a divide about whether or not it should exist or not exist. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. where do you find yourself lining up or, or as you grapple with yeah. with this whole concept?
1: Yeah, so I, I think the challenge that I have is that uh, in discussions around affirmative action, mm-hmm. the assumption mm-hmm. is that people who benefit from affirmative action are not qualified for whatever the space or the position is, right, like that's the assumption. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear it in comments like um, People we shouldn't use affirmative action. We should only you know have people come in You know based on you know their qualifications and to me uh, You know people who are qualified who meet the criteria and for me that suggests You know that assumes that You know um, people who benefit from you know an affirmative action policy are not necessarily um um, as qualified or don't they don't really have they don't meet the criteria Mm -hmm. um i think that um to the you know the the way in which um people were marginalized and left out of these systems and to benefit from you know employment and and you know uh, school admissions that was systemic and so i think it takes an equally systemic approach to address it, and so if affirmative action is that systemic approach, then I'm I'm all for it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it addresses, it undoes, it seeks to, you know, to to undo, um, you know, sort of the barriers that, you know, um, black people, you know, and, and you know, let's be honest, like. You know, affirmative action has benefited white more women. white women. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, has, and and, um, um, and and done a really you know wonderful job at sort of opening doors mm-hmm. for you know white women as a group who were you know marginalized, relegated to you know secretarial positions or those kinds of you know only so many you know women at that kind of thing you know in this institution, like so. It's not, this isn't something, this isn't something that, you know, black people are saying we want. Like, what this says is, everybody gets a shot. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody gets a shot. And so much so that we're going to make sure that, you know, we have these spaces or we we have these opportunities so that everybody gets a shot. Right. You know, and I think. There's a stigma, though. Yeah. um, At least for black people. There's a stigma
0: around being hired or accepted, um, you know, under the affirmative action Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. policy because of the assumption that you talked about. Mm -hmm. There's an assumption that they are not as qualified. And so it's almost like, well, I don't want anybody to think, we've we've had these conversations, not you and I, but in the black community, we've had conversations Mm -hmm. in the black community about not wanting to be hired under affirmative action because of the stigma associated Mm -hmm. with it Mm -hmm. where i don't know that white women who have benefited from affirmative action feel that same stigma Mm -hmm. you know but as black people it's almost like we're being questioned automatically you know for our competency Mm -hmm. and ability in certain positions or roles you know, or in, in the university even, yes. um, you know, we're being questioned like, you know, are you really smart? Are you really capable? Right. Are you really a leader? Are right. you really, you know, qualified or are you just here cause you're black that's and right. they need to meet a quota?
1: That's right. You know,
0: that's the kind of stuff that we've heard mm-hmm. that we want to run away from. That's right. You know, it's like the last thing I want is for you to think that yeah. I'm just another black face That's right. You know, and it, it, it harkens back to, um, something that you talked about in our very first podcast episode, mm-hmm. you said, um, your dad, you know, sh- sh- um, raised you and your mm-hmm. siblings to really, um, to work hard mm-hmm. and to work doubly hard. Yeah. You know, do you remember mm-hmm. talking about that? Yeah,
1: my dad said that we had to work twice as hard mm-hmm. in order to be considered half as good and to go half as far. Mm-hmm. And that really sort of instilled like that work ethic. But I think, you know, that that idea that, oh, you're here but you're here under a special program, Right. that right. absent of that program, you would not be qualified to be here. You know, that's the kind of, you know, um, we've heard the term black tax, right? Like, it, cause it's so stressful. It's so stressful that you can't get in there and just do your job. Like everybody else gets the benefit of the doubt that they know how to do this job. And so somehow you're, you know, as an African-American kind of, you know, there's this questioning about, you know, the extent to which you can do this job. Right. And you know, that that's frustrating. And and you become isolated, mm-hmm. you know, in, in that space. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I have felt that. I've been in spaces where I'm the only black person doing this particular job. And, you know, there's a question like one, are you qualified to be here? Can you can you do this job? And so there are just some hurdles that you have to, you know, kind of um, You know, overcome. Yes. You know, in in the in a way that others just don't Mm -hmm. don't have to. So, for instance, you know, when you're in a job and you know very much, you know, I'll speak as a teacher. A teacher's best resource is another teacher, but when you're the only black teacher in your department, so you're the only science teacher, only black science teacher in the science department, only black English teacher in the English department. Like, what happens is, and you're isolated, you miss out on the benefit. Of working with your colleagues. Mm-hmm. Because you know, teachers share resources all the time, but if I'm not part of that group, then I don't get the benefit of those resources that you're sharing, right? And I've got to work I've got to work harder, I've got to work harder than you're working in that teacher circle, sure. right? Or in that engineering circle or in that attorney circle or whatever that is. And so uh, you know, very often in our professional work, you know, we really kind of thrive and we really benefit from the work of other professionals. But if you're not, if you're not allowed in that circle, because mm-hmm. you haven't proven yourself mm-hmm. to not be here as an affirmative action hire, you know, you're very often isolated, right. you right. know, and that, that can
0: take a toll. And it makes me wonder, like, is there a happy medium? Like, you know, like, or, or do we just need to really evolve as a society? where you know um we we are not where we don't need to correct the system because the system is just fair Mm, and equitable mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and and i think my answer would probably be that we need to evolve as a society you know because we need we need something like affirmative action. Mm-hmm. If it's not affirmative action, something like it, yeah. to continue to create and open doors of opportunity mm-hmm. for folks who otherwise would not have those opportunities. Yeah. Because let's face it, we know who's in power because we've talked about that in episodes before this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. that the people that are in power often are white males um, and seldom, you know, folks that look like us. Right. Yeah. And since that's the case, Um, You know, and there often is uh, um, an unconscious bias that we tend to flock to those Mm -hmm. who are most like us Mm -hmm. and we hire folks who look most Mm -hmm. like us, Mm -hmm. Um, which means if we don't look like someone or we don't know someone, we might otherwise not get considered for an opportunity simply because we don't fit the bill. You know, we don't look like like the ones who hold the positions before us or what have you. And and so it's almost like, um, again, it goes back to what your father said, what I grew up hearing, it, which which was very similar, was you've got to prove yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when I interviewed to be a principal, um, I knew going in that it was a school that was in need of improvement. And so I knew that if I was going to go in and interview and be – effective in this interview, I was going to probably have to do more than the average person who went in to interview. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I knew the question was going to probably come up about what are you going to do about, you know, student achievement. I knew that was going to come up in some form or fashion. So you know what I did? I created a a 10-page PowerPoint and when the question came up, I said, thank you so much for asking that question. I expected we were gonna have some conversation about that. And I distributed copies mm. around the table because mm-hmm. it was a big, big group. It was like, I don't know, it's seven to 10 people. Mm-hmm. I had 10 copies and I distributed to everyone sitting around that table. And I said, let's walk through this. So here's what I would do yeah. to address achievement. And I literally had a presentation mm. that, I, that I walked through I don't know and i I was told later that nobody had done that before Mm, me mm -hmm, no one mm -hmm, else did that mm. so that goes to show you like how i felt going in like i've got to prove myself yes yes, you know i've got to prove that i'm Mm -hmm, not just mm -hmm, another mm -hmm, black face coming mm -hmm, in here mm -hmm, applying for this job that people don't think i'm qualified for right you know yeah i am qualified and I can do this work. That's right. Now, I also that's had right. mentioned previously that the superintendent hired me because of, he knew that I had won an educator's mm-hmm. award, a national award, mm-hmm. and that gave me some clout. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that, um, but I don't know if he would have considered me a, outside a of that. Absolutely, national award. Yep. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that's the national good,
1: award mm-hmm. gave me credibility yes. as an educational leader. Mm-hmm. That you may not have had. Just yeah, that's that's. It's funny. I was talking to a um, a friend, and she was saying that she was on this like um, uh, hiring panel, or and you know, and there was a diversity of people that came through, and the and on the panel there was a there was there was some diversity there, and she said you know the one one of the hire well one of the candidates was a black woman, and there were there were terms like not friendly. Yeah. or she seems really aggressive or like that kind of thing I, I don't know if everybody would be you know I don't know how people would feel about working for her like the it, and and the, that was language that was not used for the other candidates you know fortunately my friend who's African-American kind of called them on it. it's like whoa I thought we were talking about qualifications because she's more than qualified than all these other you know but it's like those kinds of those kinds of um, experiences mm-hmm. I think I think s- continue to signal the need for affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Like we, we need it. Like as long as as long as we are not going to give people the benefit people of the doubt. Because people are left to their own devices, that's right, right, that's right, right. right. You know, um, I think that continues to signal the need for it. I think so. absolutely. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. really.
0: It's unfortunate. Yeah, but it's. I think it's still the reality, and in this really polarized society that Mm -hmm, we live in right mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. because it's, let's face it, it is probably as polarized as it was in the 1960s, and I I could be wrong, but, because I I didn't, I mean, I was born at the end of the 1960s, Mm -hmm. so I didn't really live it, Um, and, you know, at that point, I didn't know any of that, but just from what I've, what I've learned about those times. It feels like we have that kind of polarization yeah. in our in our mm-hmm. society right now, which means that there are people who are taking sides, oftentimes based upon their race. Yeah. Um, and we still have, you know, a dominance of white leadership throughout this entire land, in major organizations all over the land. And so if that's the case, you know. Is there going to be a fair shot for you know the the young Latina um, woman or that um, that young black woman that comes in or whomever? Like, is there going to be a fair shot for the those individuals who who are coming in looking for a position? Yeah. And then in that article, we've got that whole that other piece with the Asian population, and so. You know, so so like that one is even tougher to grapple with because you know Asians are still considered minorities, although they are considered the model, model minority, minority. Um, mm-hmm. in particular. Um, and so it's like so, as they're grappling with 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 trying to diversify, you know, I'm not even sure how you solve this issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're talking about it's like it's almost like one minority group against another yeah, minority group.
1: That's right. 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 And I and and this kind of that continues to be the challenge, right? Like, because we haven't we haven't solved it. We haven't really addressed it effectively. So affirmative action like what became law or policy like in the late sixties, seventies? I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think I'd so. have to yeah. look that up. Yeah. And so so think about it. So I think the I, I think the intent, probably, of the people who wrote the law, and supported it, and were and were were advocates of it, was really that this would become a part of the system. Mm-hmm. So, if we're going to maintain this system of um, of of you know education of, of work or that kind of thing, then affirmative action becomes a part of the system so that we diversify it, people get more opportunities. But it never became a part of the system, and mm-hmm. I think that's the the challenge, right? It never became um, it never became practice. It never became the intentional practice, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think they thought that it would though. I think they thought it would too. Yeah. Like, I think they I don't I and, don't think the I, I don't think that they imagined that we'd still be grappling with it in twenty twenty three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. Do you think you know, what do you think about progress, if if any, where we are right um, now?
1: So I I, I I think there has been some progress, and I'm I'm saying that haltingly because, um, I I think the data says otherwise in terms of like who's in charge and the diversity of of that. But I but I feel like we we start to see more diversity in leadership, so you start to see more African Americans in leadership in different places. Like I'm I'm. There were no black principals when I was a kid. Mm. Like they were all white males, all of them. Right. So, like you. Actually, I had a
0: black female principal.
1: I had in elementary school. Well, Ohio must have been a special place, because yeah. in New Jersey, there were none.
0: Like yes, they were always, always to, white. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? So, yeah, that I had exposure to. There were none. Even in a diverse district, you know, there were none. Wow. So. Like, I I feel like we're starting to see more of that. We're starting to see
0: more. I think in our state with superintendents, I think there are maybe 4% black superintendents Superintendents, in the whole state. The whole state. Of
1: 600 plus. I was about to say, in the state that has 600 plus plus school districts. School districts. 4%, 4%, which is literally less than a handful, Mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, so, but when we were in school, Right, when this law came about, how many were there then? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I would venture to say none. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that, mm-hmm. but I would venture to say, you know, it was, it was maybe 1%, you know, or whatever. So is there progress? Yes, I just don't think it's happening fast enough, yeah. you know. Um,
0: what do you, you think's gonna happen if the Supreme Court gets rid of it?
1: Um, that's a good question. I don't I don't know I don't know I, I think we're gonna be in trouble I think we're gonna be in trouble worse I trouble than we are I think right we're now. gonna I think we I think we're gonna be in trouble yeah and I think what's gonna happen is companies will only those companies that hear from the public hear from black people Latino people and Asian people that say you don't have enough you know African-Americans or or you you're staff and leadership is not diverse enough, then they'll do it,
0: right? Because the companies are- Because they've pressure. Because they have pressure. And 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 it it will affect their bottom line. That's it, that's it. It will
1: affect their bottom line. I I think that's it. If the Supreme Court gets rid of it, I think that will be the only way that companies um, do anything. What do you you think
0: will happen at the university level?
1: I think that- And obviously these are just- The predominantly white institutions Will become more predominantly white institutions. I do. I think they'll get they'll get whiter. Mm-hmm. Sadly, get I, I I
0: sadly mm-hmm. think that you're probably mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that therein lies the danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Therein lies mm-hmm. the danger mm-hmm. of removing a policy yeah. that is meant to create greater diversity.
1: That's right. mm-hmm.
0: Because we still know that there are companies that will hire, but they're only hiring because they have that's to. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right. You know, that's, or that's or it.
0: colleges and universities are mm-hmm. accepting because they have to. They have to. And sometimes right. they may not want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I just, I just wish that we were in a better place as a society. Yeah. You know. But
1: I, I think society has to one. Like th- those, the numbers that we read around, you know, in a previous episode, that we were, um, you know, the, the the predominantly white leadership and, and everything. I think people need to see that. I, I don't. I don't know that people see. I think people see. So very often, companies put out their, yes. you know, like their. Oh, literature. we have a, we have a black. Yes. You know, no. marketing literature. Yes, and and that and that shows diversity. But I think when people really, if people really knew the data, I think we have to just, uh, and then also see like what's in it for me. So what's in it for me to be more diverse? Yes. Well, the bottom line is better. You know, um, you have greater diversity of thought in your in your universities and and in your um you know in your companies. Like I think once people see that, I think they'll clamor for more diversity, mm-hmm. but they don't see the benefit because all they it's like very often all it is is like well. You know it looks like it looks like yeah you know so i don't know what people are so upset about why are people so upset we have a black principal Mm -hmm. why are people so upset Mm -hmm. why are people so upset we have a black vice president Mm -hmm. why are people so you know and it's just like well look at let's look at these other numbers Mm -hmm. you know that show us you know just how just the lack of diversity Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Uh, that that is um you're absolutely right um and People know, well, we know that companies will, they want to shine their company in the most positive light. And it looks good for the company to say, we have a diverse team Mm -hmm. and and diverse Mm -hmm. staff. So, Mm -hmm. they'll pull out, you know, Mm -hmm. here's the one Asian uh, person, here's the one black person, here's the one, you know, Latino person. And you know, everybody's smiling, yes. mm-hmm. everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. See, we are diverse here at this organization, at this institute, mm-hmm. and you're gonna wanna be a part of yeah. that. Um, but then you get there and you realize, and that happens with universities all the time, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. get there and you realize, oh, there's only 5% students of color? That's yes. it? That's yes. only 5%? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wow. I thought based upon their brochure that. It was really diverse. That literally, that literally happened. My daughter, she's uh, just graduated high school, and one of the schools that she looked at, um, all the literature was like super diverse. It's in a you know um, predominantly Hispanic section of a large city, and she was like, "Oh, I'm so excited!" You know, and she got there and when she asked the question. They were like, "Yes, yeah, so we're at about." four percent black she was like four <laughs> percent like, what you know and so you know she's got to be in this this institution for four years and live there and she's like I, I don't I need something that you know' more where, that, that's more affirming sure. you know where I'm represented more you know um so mm-hmm. so yeah so it, it was just amazing to me that you know that that was that that was still an issue like and, and I was shocked I, it was you know it's a really Prestigious institution of higher learning, but I was I was shocked that that was the number. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. just really sort of like floored us. But but I but I think you know if affirmative action is you know repealed, I think it will be even less. I think those numbers will go will go down too. Sadly,
0: I don't trust. I don't. I don't yeah. trust our society That's to why move we in laws. the right direction. That's why we need laws. Yeah, you know,
1: there
0: there was a a, a famous guy, uh, well, famous to us, um, Miles, Dr. Miles Monroe, mm. who you know sadly passed away in a, in a plane accident. Um, who used to say, "You change the laws, you change the culture," mm. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I feel like if they change that back. The culture is going to go backwards,
1: yeah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah.
0: Um, or society is going to go
1: yeah, backwards. I agree. I'm
0: really curious to know what your thoughts are on this controversial topic of affirmative action. Should it stay or should it go? That's really what we want to know yeah. from you. So chime in. We're on all social media platforms. Um, let us know your thoughts. Um, send us a message. Let us know what, you know, what you're thinking and if there's some questions that you might have. But again, thank you for joining us. I'm Tanya. And I'm Erica, and thank you for joining and tuning in today.